Welcome to Do The Right Film. My name's Thomas. My name is Sean. My name is Steve. Yeah, welcome back. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, this week we're going to be talking about the uh, long-awaited <laughs> uh, Aquaman. This is directed by a bunch of... Um, <laughs> this is directed by the studios who made it, and uh, that's all I'll say about that. Um, and we're also going to have a topic today. Uh, Christmas is, is coming up. I think this episode is going to be dropping on Christmas. Merry Christmas. Yeah, I think this is going to be our present to you. Um, or maybe, you know, what's the opposite of a present? Yeah, a lump of coal. This is our lump of coal to you in this episode. Uh, yeah, so our, our topic this week is going to be Christmas-adjacent films. If you don't know what that means, essentially what it is is uh, movies that take place in the aura of Christmas but are not about Christmas. Um, I think the most popular one, maybe I shouldn't say it because um, it's a meme on the internet though, I will say that. So we'll leave it at that. Just in case you guys pick it, I don't know. You probably won't because it's so obvious, but anyways, yeah, Christmas adjacent films. Great. Uh, We should also announce that Harvey is not here. Um, He is... Where'd he go? Upstate? Upstate New York? Yes. Okay, he's visiting family upstate. Um, <laughs> Steve was not supposed to be here, but I, I'm actually excited for him to maybe tell the story of uh-huh. the podcast. What story? Uh, well, there's a reason you're on the podcast right now and not visiting your family before. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually don't really know the story because you seem flustered and didn't want to talk about it, but maybe you'll shed it, some light on it. Yeah, today. I mean, a, a little bit. Uh, hold on one second. Let's uh, actually cut the. It's like really fucked right now. Yeah, just wiggle it. Wiggle it? Hey, wiggle it. There not, we go. It's not mine. Yeah, sure. but it sounds a little. My audio sounds a little. Eh. Does it sound for you? Mm, that sounds fine. Really? Yeah. Never kind of include. Sounds, sounds good. Yeah. Can you stop chewing? Do you the, hear the gum? Yeah, I hear oh, it. Okay. <laughs> Swallow it. Ew. Dude, it's like fucking. Ugh, throw it out. What do you do? <laughs> Don't put it under there. Throw it out. <laughs> Dude. Did oh. you make it? Yeah. Very nice. Uh, let's come back in. I would have been cleaning. So I've been mind, cleaning. Sorry, do you mind if I get a beer? Yeah, yes. I bought beer for you guys. Go grab beer. Force is not with me. <laughs> Just bring it. The t- I'm drinking a monster. Maybe after. Jesus Christ! I can't. I'm, Gracias. It's gonna, it's gonna be a minute. We're gonna be in the. God damn it! You better drink that monster fast. Damn, it's just good. What kind yeah, of idiot am I to go straight isn't up and weird? straight down? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, isn't it better than stale-ass Kieran? Yeah. All right, let's get back into <sighs> it. That is good. But yeah, I hope you guys um, have a good Christmas. Um, I hope that listening to this episode does not damper your Christmas in any way. Hope you're all enjoying uh, your holidays yeah. with the families. I'm sure I'm having a good time right now on Christmas Day. On Christmas? I'm pretty sure I'm having a horrible time. I'm um surprisingly this is my first Christmas in my entire life alone. No family, no nothing. Oh, well, the Tappy, cats Tappy's there, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, but like, Are the cats going to be there? The, the cats will be there. My my nuclear family of Tappy and the cats will be there. <laughs> I remember one year I actually spent Christmas alone, alone. Sounds, sounds like no fam- no family, where nothing. Were you? My my parents came to New York to f- uh, finish some business, 
uh, the first year we moved, <laughs> we got some business to take so, care of. We got some. Uh, we got had, some things they, to they do. They had sold the house, so they, I think they had to come here. And it, it just happened to be around Christmas time, and they went with my sister and everything. And Steve was actually visiting New York too. And I called you. I was so lonely. You remember that? <laughs> <laughs> it was a Christmas night. This was like before I even knew you. Wow. Oh. Do you remember this, Steve? Uh, and you were telling was me I, how was you, I drunk? Yeah, you were telling oh, yeah, me about like, the night before how you like hit your head on a sign or some shit. Oh my god, I forgot about that. That was a fucking I was fucked like, up oh, yeah? night. Sounds good. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Do you want to hear that story instead? No, I want to hear the airport story. Um, but yeah. Anyways, my first Christmas alone. I think I'm gonna FaceTime my parents though. <laughs> That's cute. Well, they got me. They sent gifts up, so I'm gonna I'm gonna do the uh, the opening of the presents. You have to FaceTime the opening like you're a child. Yeah, yeah. Like pointing it at the. Camera. Are you are you wondering like what gifts you got? I know you've been really really been talking about that Legend of Zelda a lot. So hopefully your parents got that. Thought you already got that. Uh, there's no way my parents would know that I want that. Mm. So maybe they asked around. Hmm. Mm. Suspicious. Interesting. Um, cool. How was everyone's week? Um, it was pretty good. I worked this week. Right. Um, as, did, as did America. Did I do anything after work? Oh, yeah. I got a couch. Sweet-ass couch, by the way. Super badass. Oh, yeah? Oh, I saw the pictures. It looks good. <laughs> yeah. Big upgrade. Awesome. I believe you had a love seat before. Yeah, it was terrible. I hate love seats. Yeah, dude. I had a love seat, too. Once you get that three-seater, your life is... Being able to like lay down, watch a movie, and fall asleep. I live I more or less in a in a thrift shop, so I don't know what what a love seat or a, I don't know the difference between anything of these things. Are you fucking yeah. kidding me? Yo, yeah, it's because I live in a thrift shop, as you can tell. So what my you guys are has sitting a, on now is basically a love seat. Yeah, it's a two seater. Yeah, oh, two well, seat love seat. What's well, it's so very, the, very discriminatory. So the couch is like a three seater. <laughs> Weapon. I was saying the term love seat is very uh, discriminative against polyamorous relationships. How so? Well, it's assuming that only two people are in love. That is true. That yeah. is true. That's some bullshit. That. Can we uh, start a petition to get that fixed? All right. Tell me about your couch, Sean. Yeah. Uh, we bought it from the local company called King's Furniture. Uh, <laughs> cost about uh, in the store it was about like five twenty nine, but we saw it was four ninety nine online. So we called the guy and he price matched it for us. And um, these lovely uh, Mexican guys came and <laughs> brought it in. Okay. And uh, funny enough, they um, th- I felt bad. They came into my apartment before they brought the couch up. I bet you was a bitch getting in He's there. like... <sighs> Dude. He literally said to me, I'm not even joking, I felt so awkward. He said, uh, I don't want to work hard. So, And then he went downstairs with his buddy and broke the couch down and brought it back in and reassembled it. Like, I'm talking like the stitches that's of the like best, the fabric. Dude, honestly, that's smart. That that's was the best way to do it. I, I, just, I gave him 80 bucks. Yeah, you better tip his ass. <laughs> well, it was 40 for the delivery, and I gave him like 40. Dude, and then I, I, pay, I gave him an extra 20 bringing the love seat down. Uh, honestly, <laughs> Where yeah. They literally saw it in half. Really? To bring it down, yeah. Like, ruined it? Yeah, because we were throwing it out. Jesus yeah. Christ. A, f- uh, a family of, uh, Because it was it. hard to get in. Uh, the love seat was hard to get into. I have an awkward hallway. Dude, yeah. yeah I would hate do. getting anything up there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. But yeah, changed my life. Uh, girlfriend gave me an early ki- uh, Christmas gift. Yeah, I heard about this. How do you like it? Uh, it was amazing, actually. Um, I didn't know what it was because originally she got me... Um, I realized that she got me two gifts. So she got me a learning gift. She got me a year subscription to Masterclass. I can learn things now. Which I was like, this is pretty cool. I could like, watch this like on the go and like just... Is there any Masterclass? All of yeah, it. so it's all, all access. It's pretty cool. Really? So you can watch like yoga and then you can watch filmmaking? Yeah, it's awesome. I've been, I've been watching the um, 
Aaron Sorkin one on writing is pretty uh, good. Have you? You should jump on the uh, Malcolm Gladwell one on writing as well. Okay, I'll check that out. Yeah, he's great. And then I was like, oh, it was a pretty cool gift. And then she got me a gift last night randomly. I was like, what the fuck is this? Like a box set or some shit? And I opened it. It was a fucking PlayStation 4 with Red Dead inside. Nice. The Video port, games. Yeah, the, the Pro too, which is awesome. I'm glad. Everyone Do you has... have a Pro? No, I don't. Sucks. <laughs> Damn. Sucks for me you. Me and my girlfriend are um, stuck in a rock and a hard... Between a rock and a hard place. Our, our presence... In a relationship? Go so on it. No, no, our oh. relationship's fine. I mean, <laughs> uh, what I'm saying is... Um, our Christmas is very like probably gonna be the most casual. Like we got like each other like coworker gifts. Like, like a white white, yeah. white elephant, like twenty dollars. Like, you can't go over that max. Like I'm I'm not even fucking lying. Like, Pencil our, holder. Like I wouldn't be surprised. No, actually I know for a fact we didn't go over a hundred dollars. Really? Yeah. I mean that's a good it's I think I think once you said that it means but, nothing to us. Like we don't uh, like, Well, I mean you've been in, that's the thing about what the fuck? Are we turning into a relationship podcast? You know what's funny? <laughs> I didn't get her shit yet. <laughs> and it's, I can say this because it's not going to drop until after Christmas. The after Christmas. But what if you don't get her anything? <laughs> like You're like, baby, it's coming in the mail. <laughs> and then the one time she was just like... I can't even say what I'm getting her now and she won't know. Really? That's how confident you are? All right, I'm going to say it. All right. I'm getting her uh, Zelda. Well, that's one gift. What's the other gift? Um, I haven't decided yet. Uh, I was going to get her... Um, uh, Best Buy have these. Right. Um, the thing is, don't think that Sean's being too crazy in comparative to gift. He he got he got your girlfriend a switch, right? So already that sets me up to like easier gifts. So yeah, I can exactly. buy like stuff for that. Oh, because she yeah, like me, she has Games a birthday and, yeah. near christmas so i mean so. I, I think sean did it right yeah. he got the big gift and now he's gonna now get the little get, like, gifts. couple games yeah because you be can't high. expect you know as as a, a sagittarius myself not that i believe in astrology <laughs> but my birthday is in december it's it's very you, you have this guilt inside that you, you feel bad for the people that buy you gifts because nah. they have to do it twice in like two weeks yeah. nah, give me, she give actually me, give said me, you don't have to give me anything and i was like hmm <laughs> i almost took that and ran with it i was like nah it's a setup it's, it's a, a setup. setup man it's always a setup but yeah, so I'm gonna get her Zelda. She she already has it for the the Wii, but um. But that's yeah, you can't play. But that first anymore. of all, with an inferior console, and like she doesn't want to go backwards and like having to switch two two consoles. I don't think anyone wants to go backwards in life. So yeah, maybe so that's I'm a good philosophy. And um, Best Buy has been selling these like um, like almost life size um, Coon and Friends figures. Uh, so I'm gonna get her the the Mysterion one. It looks pretty cool. So she likes, she likes action figures and I, shit like I that. I kind of kind of want to see it. Yeah, it looks awesome. And that's it. I, I guess, guess. Um, since this is dropping on Christmas, should we just reveal our presents? Yeah, fuck it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Who's going to hear us? Oh, yeah, everybody. Reveal our presents. I have no, I, I have, <laughs> I'm not Nobody. giving anyone to presents. <laughs> all right, then never mind. I want to yell this is most, Actually, this is a sad show today. <laughs> how, how, all right, Steve. Why aren't you in Florida? Tell the story. Uh, yeah, we got to fill some Harvey time. I mean, I feel like we filled it up with relationship we talk. Did. So, I mean... <laughs> I mean, the long story, the short story. I guess I'll do a short one. Uh, got uh, So Thursday night, do some laundry, prepping to go to Florida, packed everything, ready to go. Get to bed like usual at one thirty. Woke up at 3. Brutal. To go to LaGuardia Airport. If you've ever been to LaGuardia, it's a fucking shit show. It's yeah, the worst it's, airport. It's, it's the worst. It's yeah. the fucking worst. I don't care what anyone says. I was in that fucking place, right? It's like 10 years behind. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like walking around and there's leaking. There's like... There's everywhere. Like I, I saw at least like twenty buckets on the ground, 
because the, the ceiling is leaking. So that and that's their solution. <laughs> was I'm there, like, was there about flickering put, lights? Yeah, dude. <laughs> talk about fucking like bullets on like <laughs> band-aids on a bullet hole. Like, <laughs> like you fucking kidding me? So I get there. I'm like, all right, man. I'm, I'm trying to relax. I'm like, uh, I'm, the hard part's over. Getting to TSA is the hard part. And I'm chilling there and I'm like waiting. And then we get a uh, we get a notification. This flight is overbooked. Uh, you you know, I was riding standby, so I'm thinking like, oh fuck, like this is gonna be a pain in the ass. I've been on, I've, I was able to get in flights before it was being overbooked, but this time it was just like it was scary. I need to know on the inside how how do flights get overbooked? Uh, so this is how they. How is there not a counter for tickets? No, no, there is. There's a certain amount of seats. Those seats are bought. But the problem is, there's two methods in which they try to resolve this. So, like, so they don't have empty seats on the plane because they're trying to make the most amount of money for every flight. So they will just either oversell tickets, and for the people who don't show up, those people take those seats. That makes no goddamn sense. Yeah, so, it does. So they're, it really, so they're banking on people not showing up. They're banking on people not showing up. And then when up. people show up, they're like, fuck. Yeah, and then they're like, oh shit, we're overbooked. And oh then my they, God. So it's when like, you're over. You guys all came? Yeah, exactly, right? Like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> I mean, I serious? get what they're saying. People we were kidding. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, like, the philosophy is just so flawed. Uh, so I was there from, like, I got there at 4 a.m., which was dope. Like, I was able to get, I got on an Uber. I was thinking, like, man, it's going to be a great day. You know, I was, I was you know, it's going to be an easy day to fly out. I was there from 4 a.m. to, like, 2. It was the longest day of my life. They kept every, fl- every kid Wait, you know, why'd every- you do a, a night flight? I, why do it? Why were it. you, why'd you go so early? It's because uh, my flight was at 5. Oh, okay, okay. Or no, it was at 6, but they started boring at like 5.25. And knowing the lines at the airport, On I just holidays, didn't, yeah, yeah. didn't want to risk it, so I just went early. Yeah. I'm still not even sure how the fuck standby works, but you can explain to me later. Yeah, I'll explain to you later. But so, long story so short... So what's the deal? I long mean, you're story just not going at this point. The long Christmas. story is, is that, or the short story is, is that I got ping-ponged around the airport, I kid you not, <laughs> from like different flights. Why you? And I kid you... <laughs> no, it wasn't just me. I kid you not. They started canceling flights to Florida. Wow. So it was to the point where it's just like they had all they had at least sixty people waiting to go to Florida that day. And we're all being we're all like as a group migrating Dude, from different gates trying before, to get before flights. You should have rented a car and just went. <laughs> at that point, yeah, I should have fucking I literally should have just drove, but I was I kid you not, there was Brutal. a group of like sixty of us traveling from gate to gate. You guys are like waiting. a caravan. We're a caravan <laughs> migrants. It's like anyone? Please, <laughs> can we get in? Showing up at gates like it's the U.S. Customs. Like, please, please. And it's like, nope. Climbing please. over the wall. He's like, can, uh, you can go to gate three. They should have some some seats available. We get there. Ooh, they bought themselves some time. Deflect. Your flight is overbooked. He's like, oh, oh, we just lost four people. <laughs> oh shit. So I stayed there till two. I, at one point, I walked up to the desk. I was about to ask this lady a question, not even related to. I was going to see if I can get my flight transferred to maybe the next morning. Not even a question about getting a flight today. So because sixty people were just drifting. They weren't all from the same flight, though. No, they were. They were from my flight. How so the fuck can they oversell sixty tickets? There's only like a hundred something there seats were, all on right, the plane. So there was two. There was two planes going out. There was people overbooked on my what plane that had to be moved, and then there was one flight that got canceled completely. So they were like lost. So there was like sixty people this just all waiting. Very weird. Dude, this is the weirdest fucking experience of my life. I bet you. It, I don't know. I don't know what's going on, but I hate the airport. It was yeah. it was the worst experience of my life. Driving uh, is superior. I, yeah. I, no, I would argue that. I think driving is like a better it's use cheaper. of time. It's like fun. Well, it's only cheaper if you're splitting. Yeah, gas. If you're splitting. It, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, so now I'm here. Uh, 
I'm going to let you guys know right away. I wasn't planning on being here, so I only watched one movie. Which that's was, fine. That's fine. Uh, so, you know, that's my story. So you only watched the one movie? I watched the one. Okay. House of the Devil. Oh, wait. So, wait did you watch Aquaman? So, wait, were you supposed to watch Aquaman? I don't understand. <laughs> House of the Devil? Yeah, no, I watched oh. Aquaman. Did you watch House of the Devil too? No, I didn't. Oh, okay. You were like, what? I was like, I just watched that yesterday. Or last week. Sorry. Last week. All right, that's cool. Um, just keep it short. Nothing happened in my week. Uh, <laughs> literally. I, I I can't think of one thing, to be honest. I just realized, why do we talk about our week? I think it's... um To let people know what we're yeah, up to. Yeah, I mean, like every now span. and then it'll spark a nice anecdote. I don't know. I don't know. We kill at least 20 minutes. I don't minutes. remember putting this into the format. We No, you specifically asked said for that? this. Oh. Yeah. All right. Well, if you're well, listening. We had, well, we had our weekly regroups. You oh, yeah. specifically said, I'd need this or I'm walking. Okay. <laughs> I need to tell the people what the fuck I do. It's you, <laughs> if, it's, uh, if, it, if it bothers you, let us know. If we get enough complaints, we'll, we'll, we'll stop doing it. Uh, but I think now we can start talking about movies. Yeah, so you lost the game last week. What's yep. going on with that? All right, so here's what's going on, on with that. Once again. I'm going to chalk it up to, I lost the game to Harvey, right? Harvey's not here to hear my review, so I'm not going to talk about it. Yeah, and if you're not, just like real quick, did you watch it? No, I didn't watch it, (laughs) but because I knew he wouldn't be here, and I'm going to make him hear it in real time. Yeah, and I bought myself some time that way. Um, but I did watch another movie. Um, the oldest movie then. Yeah, I could talk about that. You still owe me Cartel Land, so there's that. You said movies, no documentaries. First of all, (laughs) documentary. Fucking hell! All right, uh, I'll talk about a movie real quick that Sean watched too. He can he can jump on board with me. Um, oh, I thought you were gonna talk about the Bruce Springsteen shit. Oh yes, let me talk about that. That's a good idea. You know what, Sean? You really fucked up. Yeah, you super that. fucked up. I forgot, I and I knew gonna, I was no, gonna. That's what you're referring to. No, I meant to. I meant to bring that up. Thanks. We'll be here for another hour. No, no, no. So if you if you <sighs> let me talk about this real quick, make it short, sweet. Don't whisper in my ear like that. All right, as you may know. Or may not know, I'm a huge Bruce Springsteen fan, and um, I was my dad was in New York. We we're gonna go see Springsteen on Broadway, but couldn't get tickets. Check this out; just dropped on Netflix like a week ago. Springsteen on Broadway as a Netflix special, and I will say that this is one of the most interesting things I've seen on Netflix because we don't really see stuff like this on Netflix. We see comedy specials and stuff, but like. We don't see stage shows like on Netflix, so I think I think that's a route they could go and um, actually uh, profit off of, and, and I hope they do. But Springsteen on Broadway is one of the most beautiful things I've ever watched. Can you can you believe that, Steve? Now, I <laughs> I know none of you are gonna watch this, but I'm here. I just want you to know that I think no matter who you are, it is a show. That can, like, you can bring your family to to entertain them. It's not a concert. So, um, I guess, like, yeah, half of it is his songs. Um, but it's the stories he tells and the performances. And he even tells a lot of jokes. He, uh, makes fun of himself. He makes fun of Jersey a lot. Um, and it's just a side of Bruce Springsteen I've never seen before. Um, and I cried, like, my fucking eyes out, dude. There's two parts where he just talks about certain parts of his life that, it really gets me, and I, and the way he puts in the words in this, outside of a song, uh, I think you guys might feel something too. It's incredible. Um, so later tonight, I might just make you watch one one part of the, the thing. 
What do you mean, make us? Just like it's like a little six-minute snippet. Oh my god, five out of five for uh, sure. Wow, it's not a movie, but it, I can't give it any less than that. Seems like you're, you're sniffling over there right now, you okay? dude. Dude, let me fucking tell you. I'll show you later. But let's talk about a movie here. It's also on Netflix. Also, um, very interesting that it's on Netflix because it's being like advertised as a Netflix movie, but you know, this is not something you'd see come from Netflix. So I don't know. I think Sean watched this movie too. Uh, maybe he can tell me. Actually, I know he watched it. Uh, it's called Roma. Steve, yes. you familiar with Roma? Uh, is that that is that that film by by one of those like very artsy fartsy directors? Uh, yes, yes. Hey, I don't know. It's in black and white. I think it looks kind of dumb. You might be right. You might be right. <laughs> so Roma um, is directed by uh, Alfonso Alfonso Cuarón. Yeah, that's his name. And uh, Sean saw this as well, so he can jump on board with me. But it's uh, starring Delitza. Uh, Aparicio, Marina de Tavira, Diego Cortina Atre, Carlos Peralta, uh, a bunch of other children, but it, it's actually very centric on um, uh, Yolitza's character. And the synopsis is a story that chronicles a year in the middle, sorry, a year in the life of a middle class family's maid in Mexico City in the early 1970s. Um. It, you kind of uh, start off with this um, these sweeping shots where they do these long takes. They do a lot of uh, like tripod, fly-on-the-wall shots where they slowly pan the, the camera around to show you what's going on. And uh, first shot, you meet Cleo. Not like Miss Cleo. I believe her... Um, what's her What's her full name? Cleo Guitera? Yeah, something? something like that. I don't know. Uh, she is cleaning because that's what she does. She is the maid. She's the help, as they call it. Yeah, like for this li- yeah. nanny almost. Uh, the interesting about thing about this movie is, um, it it really does show you two sides of Mexico. Obviously, Mexico has its distribution between uh, rich and poor, and the people who are rich in Mexico tend to be white. They look like whiter than me, you know. Right. Um, the people that tend to be the the poor people in the slums, the the people who clean up your dog's shit and stuff like that, are of you know brown descent. They they're fucking like, you know, the they're old not Mexico. So, yeah, they're not really related to like the Spaniards. Yeah, they're they more come from the Aztecs and the Mayans. Mm-hmm. Um, and those I mean, people. The, uh, yeah, that's uh, from what I understand, that's pretty much. Most Latin American countries, mm-hmm. like but Central Me- America as yeah. well, but more so in Mexico. I think there's a heavier uh, influence from Spain. I think right. Uh, so right off the bat, there's some there's some tension there because you you see this really dark skinned brown lady, um, literally fucking cleaning up dog shit for this rich fucking snotty family, you know. Duh. Um, but it gets deeper than that. There. There is a relationship between um, her and and that family and the children. She's almost like their their nanny in a way, but they have a grandma too, who's also their nanny. But, anyways, um, overall, the cinematography in this movie is incredible. It it there's like scenes that like I just didn't know you could create with a camera. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a particular scene by a fire that looks CGI almost, but real, not CGI. It, what I mean by CGI, it looks too aesthetically beautiful to be real. Right. It's when the guy's singing by the fire. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of these shots where um, they pan a lot uh, following a character and they somehow keep her perfectly centered running through a crowded street. It's just masterful cinematography in this. And there's a lot of thought process behind what they want to show the audience and like how they they pan in a room kind of demonstrates what you need to know about what's going on in this particular vignette and Cleo's life, you know. Mm-hmm. Overall, um, this is a slow movie, so I don't, I don't think everyone's gonna love it. Um, but if you do enjoy this this style of filmmaking, it's gonna be one of the best of the year, and I would say it's a a, a very fucking incredible movie. Um, yeah. yeah, I. It's one of those movies that's like a perfect score for me, pretty much. But I wouldn't put it in my top five because it's not it's not a movie that I have a lot of fun with. Mm. Um, yeah. Um, Do you agree? So, uh, I, ha- I I didn't know anything about this movie at all. So, for me, I don't know, if, did you know anything about it, like the plot or anything? Yeah, I've heard about it on another podcast and oh, okay. seen so, yeah. some reviews. But. Didn't know any reviews, didn't know what the plot was about. So, watching this movie and the way he shot it and the way the the characters are building there's so much tension in every scene that i'm waiting for some for uh, some sort of drama to like unfold whether it be like maybe somebody's gonna die in the scene maybe something's gonna happen to the family or the or lead character i'm not sure but the way it's building it's almost as if uh he's creating like this like environment to where the characters are sort of put in like a very dangerous position and even though it's a, it's a very like plotless film and not much is going on in in the scenes, it's just her day to day life, Cleo's day to day life, as like a a maid, like cooking food, taking care of the kids, picking up the kids, washing clothes on the roof, cleaning the poop, kind of like watching the family's life and the husband and a wife, like their life unfold and their drama, and you're sort of waiting for something. And that's the beauty of this film is that he's able to like create and build. To like something very uh, fascinating, I think. Especially there's a scene towards the end. I won't say much about it, but there's a scene that involves water, and the way they shot that is Incredible. something I've never seen in a movie. Before. I don't even know how they shot that. Yeah, to where like the the choreography of like the actors and like yeah. how they pulled it off to where like it wasn't dangerous, or like the camera movement works in that. It was incredible. It was one of it was the best scene for me in the movie, and um. The movie kind of transcends over time. I think it's probably it's probably over like five years or so, or maybe uh, maybe not that much. But well, they say it's a year. Is it? Because one of the kid looked like he like jumped from like age seven to like twelve or some shit. I think it's a year. Maybe because I think if you you. Uh, oh yeah, you're right. Do you're we right. mention the? Uh, yeah. Is that a spoiler? I don't know. I haven't. I didn't see the trailer. But um, it's a spoiler for Steve. It's spoiler <laughs> for me. So so because <laughs> I made a hand gesture. Yeah. Oh goddamn. So. Where, where a lot of films like this where they'll kind of like showcase like a, a very dramatic scene like Shomo was like just hinting at. There's something, there's a climax with that aspect of the movie. In uh, Afonso's films, he likes to shoot things and it's very it's very practical the way he shoots things. It is not a lot of like special effects and things like that. It's yeah. almost a, he's filming real workers 
in like a like a hospital or something like that. Yeah, it's very interesting cinematography. It's like the opposite. Like when you watch like First Man, mm-hmm. think of the opposite of that cinematography. Yeah. That, yeah. It's so. But that sounds boring, right? Like just put a tripod in a room. It's the way it's arranged and choreographed. And like, oh yeah, that's what that's and the what small I small little movements is just right. like it's, it's incredible. So, so if you yeah. uh, if you haven't seen this movie, think of um one of his uh, previous film, uh, Children of Men. Whereas that uh, we're walking along with the character as like they're going through like this uh, film, right, very like, similar, side by yeah. side. Yeah. So there's a lot of there's a lot of that that's going on. There's yeah. a, there's also like like Shoma mentioned this. Um, it's almost like uh the film was obviously touching on it like the the class uh division with the poor and the rich and uh our lead character is just kind of sort of somewhere in the middle to where like she's living with this family but she comes from like a poor neighborhood and uh, a very country neighborhood from what she uh, explains but she's able to like live with them and like kind of like live a decent life but still be a maid yeah a servitude, and she's though. like just watching like she's like going on vacation with them and she's like watching them picking them up cooking for them and throughout the movie, there are portions where she's watching all these kind of like things happen in like 1970s Mexico, earthquakes, fires, uh, raids and riots. Yeah. And she's kind of not even like really involved, but she's just kind of like our eyes as an audience. And it's obviously shaping her yeah. as a person. There, there's also a couple, there's like a nod to like his previous movie. I, I, I don't know. I think that it is, but uh, there's a nod to gravity. And there's also a nod to um, Children of Men as well. There's a scene where she's going from one place to another. Um, I won't say what it is because probably a spoiler. Yes, but, great, uh, great scene. Yeah, but uh, I I I would say this is the most beautiful film of 2018 that I personally saw. For sure. Uh, the way the editing is almost—it's in black and white, but it's almost like a black and white that's trying. That's almost a a hint away from like color. So it's like very like colors are very white and kind of like it's very vivid. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a washed black and white. It's very sharp. The whites are very um, mm-hmm. far from the blacks. Yeah. So there's actually there's a, there's a, one of my favorite portions of the movie as well is uh, whenever there's some sort of chaos, you see like the poor really t- handling the situation, whereas like the rich is kind of just like there. Like, for example, not you ma- my problem. Yeah, yeah. You you mentioned the the singing scene. There's a guy just standing in like the chaos of like the f- the forest fire, and he's just like, singing, and like his friends who are also like this like white skin um, Mexicans who are, like, singing, and they're, like, drinking, and, like, they're watching all these, like, brown workers put out the fire, yeah, and they're, of, they're, like, yeah. they're almost watching, like, in amusement, but there's <laughs> these people, like, struggling to, like, put out this fire, and there's a lot of that that's going on in the movie, and uh, from doing a little bit of research, apparently, Alfonso Cuaron grew up in that environment of, the like, the rich, right? Yeah. and he uh, curated the movie to, like, replicate, like, the, the house that he grew up in. It was actually shot in a real house, and there wasn't much uh, sound stages. Um, so, yeah, it felt very authentic. There... For, there was this grand scene where she's running through the city looking for this child, and like they shot it, they shot like pretty much a whole downtown to replicate the 1970s, and it's beautiful. It will, I, yeah, I don't know how they pulled some of their shit off. Yeah, it's awesome. This is the kind of shit that Spielberg would shoot yeah. in a studio, and the, it would look like soft and flashy. Mm-hmm. There's um, there's some drama that unfolds with her too. That's pretty uh interesting. Um, but, uh, yeah, I really like this movie. It reminds me a lot of, uh, si- uh Silence, the way it's paced, uh, the way the story's told, and, like, just, just the runtime as well. Yeah, I would say, if, I haven't seen Silence, but I'd, I'd say if you weren't a fan of Silence and that makes you skeptical, this movie is still, is, it's more, like, human. Yeah. 
It's not. It doesn't feel like silence in the sense that it's all bad. Yeah, it's a lot of good in this movie, like positivity. But uh, I would say like the, I would say pretty much like the cherry on top for this movie for me is that water scene, was incredible. Yes, yes. It was like a, an achievement to something I've never seen before done. Um, but yeah, I, I like this movie a lot. Obviously, this is not something I would recommend to most people, but. I like movies like this. Uh, I give it a five out of five. I think yeah, five out of five for me too. If you like, if you want, it's so easily accessible now. Like movies like this aren't usually accessible for yeah. the common person who doesn't like watch a lot of hard to watch movies with subtitles. Mm-hmm. And his last two movies were like genre movies. Um, yeah, he hasn't done movies since Gravity, which is crazy. And uh, this is obviously his most personal film he's yeah. ever done. It's not a genre film at all. It's just so yeah. It's, great. it's so fly on the wall, slice of life, like nothing like those movies. Um, and I'm, I, I, I'm still kind of thinking about it, man. There's one scene where I was like, I usually cry for like um, certain things. I, uh, I almost actually cried towards the end of the water scene. Yeah, that that scene too. But there's also another scene that like you cry tears of pain a little bit if you do cry at all in the scene. It's not the same kind of cry you get from like. One that pulls your heartstrings. Oh, I knew you were talking about that shit was brutal. That that scene makes you want to cry out of anger, like just frustration, and it's just like, come on, man, fuck, the world's not fair, like shit like that. Not like a oh my god, I feel sad kind of cry. Yeah, that is something I don't feel very often in a film. Yeah, it was brutal. It's a great movie. Everybody should check it out. Yeah, Netflix. Netflix. Give it, give it a shot. Read some subtitles. If you speak Spanish, hey. Turn them bitches off. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Steve, you speak Spanish? <laughs> yeah, sure. All right, turn them turn them subtitles off and enjoy it without reading. All right. You got anything else, Sean? I did not watch anything but that and the incredible Bruce on Broadway. Um, I'll briefly talk about um, so we can move along to Aquaman. I watched uh, The House That Jack Built, Lodge Venture. Heard good things. Uh, Good things indeed. Um, You can rent this movie right now on Amazon for... Five ninety nine. Uh, that's a little steep, too high. Steep, a little steep, too huh? high. That's half of a movie pass. For sure. that's <laughs> yeah, bro. And that's three movies. Um, don't really have notes for this movie, but uh, I'm just gonna talk about it, how I felt about it. Um, movies, uh, two hours and thirty minutes. Uh, it's it is a ju- it's it's a it's a psychological horror, uh, and it follows Jack, who's a serial killer. I believe he takes over. He tells a story that uh, that that he experienced in his life, a portion of a life that took fifteen years. And it's basically how he became a like a psychopath, a serial killer, yeah. And what sparked that, and basically his inner monologues to do with the experience. And the movie kind of um, it, it it's basically a study of somebody who really doesn't give a fuck if they get caught. They're they're trying to experience a life of living outside the norm. And he has a lot of inner monologues where he talks about how easy it is to like basically be a a do what you want and be a murderer and get away with these things and hmm. his addiction is so powerful that that's all he cares about and and somebody who for him his character has OCD where initially it's a conflict to where there's a beautiful scene in uh within the first 30 minutes of his film of the film where he commits like his second murder and he keeps uh after he commits the murder and dumps a body he keeps going in and out the house because he keeps having these flashes of like blood on the wall, blood under the table, because his OCD is so heavy that it's almost uh, he doesn't care if he gets caught as long as he knew he cleaned up that blood stain. 
And his characters is just built in this very, very smart way of telling the story and the way he describes his life. It's probably the best written Lars von Trout movie I had ever seen. Um, the dialogue from um, the dialogue that's written for Matt Dillon is is genius to me. Uh, the movie does uh, it does dive into like surreal, like surrealism a lot towards the end, sort of like Melancholia. Um, he actually does uh, present some scenes from Melancholia and Antichrist and Dogtooth in this movie or Dogtooth Dogville, Dog- sorry, yeah. Dogville in this movie. Um, but yeah, I, I would say this is probably his best movie to date. Uh, I'm a huge fan of like psychological horrors and like the odyssey of somebody who's diving into like madness and l- listen listening to the story from their point of view. Whereas it's not like a cat and mouse game with like a police officer or a detective or something like that. I like following these kind of like dark characters. I, I like stories like this. Um, but yeah, this movie was incredible. Uh, two hours and 30 minutes, but you really don't feel it. Uh, this movie is carried a lot by Matt Dillon. And his charisma, it's almost like this is the role that he was actually born to play. Um, I would say he deserves like some sort of like Oscar nomination or some shit. His role was amazing. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I feel like that feel like that won't happen just because it's no. such a weird as role. As that as long as it's not as bad as Nymphomaniac. It, it the st- the st- story structure is very different. Uh, it's if it's I, an odyssey of a person. If I wanted to become a serial killer, do you think this could help me? No, because the story also it it uh, touches on like the fantasy element of like somebody telling the story whether you believe it or not. Um, hmm, hmm. So it's not a it's not a how to guide. No, it's not a how to guide. It's just a there's a portion of in the movie where it it tests the audience patience, and I don't think this would be for everyone, but I think you would enjoy it. Yeah, you told me to watch it, so I'm like, oh, what, what do you mean? Are you talking a pie scene ghost story? Yeah, we're talking. I think he's talking about pie scene. No, no I'm talking about like. Like surrealism, like it could be a little too heavy-handed for people. Like, no, okay. there's a scene. Basically, he's having an. He's basically telling the story to his, um, I guess, kind of like a guide into hell, like a physical guide into hell. There's this person that he's this old man. He's telling the story to, and uh, you 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 uh get the sense of it might be the devil that he's telling the story to. And there's a portion towards the end where they it's a uh there's a physical piece of a set where. He's going through this hell-like environment, which is in the trailer, so it's not really a spoiler. But uh, the, yeah, this movie is incredible. There's a scene. Um, there's some really good uh, murder scenes as well, not nice. too gruesome, but uh, really well done. Um, but yeah, I, I absolutely love this movie. You know, you know, I actually want to see it again. Nothing you're saying is selling the movie to me. You know what is selling the movie? To What's me? that? Seeing fucking Matt Dillon again. Matt Dillon's amazing. <laughs> he's, he's actually one of my favorite actors. He doesn't do a lot of movies, but the movies he, he do are I'm, I'm just kidding, but no, for real, I do want to see him again. Yeah. We'll check this out. But uh, if if uh, Melancholia, Antichrist, or an Infomaniac was a little bit hard for you to digest, this is the movie for you in terms of like s- sort of being a fan of Lives and Trey and the way he like structures story, but also want to see something a little bit more um, mainstream. This is probably his most mainstream, I would say. That's good. Yeah. But uh, it's good. Nymphomaniac was just hard for me to get behind. Right. And uh, Nymphomaniac, I feel like it was almost like a... He does a lot of stunt movies. This was a, a movie almost like it was based on a book of some sort. But yeah, it's great. Check it out. Amazon, five ninety nine. Awesome cinematography. Matt Dillon's amazing. I would love to hang out with Matt Dillon. I think it would be interesting. Yeah, as this, as a serial killer. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. That, uh, and I did rewatch uh, Lego Movie. Surprisingly, my girlfriend had never seen it. 
Holds up. Holds up hard. The second one looks really good too. That's coming out, so mm. down to see that. Um, what else did I watch? I guess that's it. Cool. I guess that's it. Cool, cool. All right, Steve, you um, you're not sitting in your chair right now, but you you did not watch anything else, right? You have nothing to talk about. <laughs> Crack open a beer and relax. Here we go. All right, let's do it. Let's uh, let's take a listen to a clip for Aquaman. I've been looking for you. Your half-brother, King Orm, is about to declare war upon the surface world. The only way to stop this war is for you to take your rightful place as king. Trust me, I am no king. You do your best thinking when you're not thinking at all. That was the worst pet talk ever. All right, so that was a good clip. You guys enjoy that clip? Yeah, it was a good one. Aquaman. Here's a synopsis. Arthur Curry learns that he is the heir to the underwater kingdom of Atlantis and must step forward to lead his people and be a hero to the world. This is uh, coming from us, or sorry, coming at us from director uh, James Wan. You guys are familiar with that guy? Yes, he's Asian. Um, yes, he is Asian. Um, I'm glad you can recognize him for his race, but I'm just kidding. <laughs> so this is starring Jason Momoa. He's like the new... Uh, heartthrob i hear all the ladies talking about amber heard's also in this we got uh some stunt casting here we got willem dafoe wait is momoa or moma it's momoa i thought it was jason moma momoa momoa it's probably <laughs> it's the same it's just said really? differently uh willem dafoe <laughs> god who who got all these people in this movie patrick wilson <laughs> Nicole Kidman, Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's pretty much the big uh, stars in this. Um, Amber Heard. Amber yeah. Heard's in that. Yeah, She's I my favorite part. Yeah. All right. Well, it's your favorite part, Steve. Why don't you go first? Tell us what you thought of Aquaman. Ooh, Steve got notes for Aquaman. Most important film of the year. I'm really good. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I uh, I was not interested in this movie uh, coming into it. Uh, of course, you know, like I said before, I'm kind of done giving DC money or just giving them attention. I just they, they you know, and lo and behold, I mean, they they released another one of these uh, superhero films. Uh, I'm gonna start off with positives. Uh, actors, man. They all did a great job. I mean, dude, Dolph, in terms Dolph Lundgren, like he did a great job. In terms of, and I'm gonna be this, and I'm trying to be sincere about this, but he's like, they, none of them broke character after saying some of the most cringeworthy dialogue I've ever heard in my saying, fucking you're life. You're saying they did a good job of not breaking in the yeah, laughter. The prof- <laughs> professionals is the only word I can really think of in yes. terms of like doing your job well they're like he's like i'm gonna say the shit out of this line i could see them on set now oh you want me to say that okay, okay. i mean yeah, right. yeah sure all sure all right, right. Roll. that's patrick. not what i would say but all right yeah congrats to patrick wilson for saying i'm the ocean master i'm the ocean master without going <laughs> 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 uh let me see uh like i said before amber heard's my favorite part uh why uh, redhead yeah she just really good as a redhead i just i it, it, i was telling that to sean i was just like it's because i don't know i don't know what so you like her because she looks good not because her character is good or she but the, you know what acting. i would i would say this much you pig yeah i'm a pig <laughs> uh 
let's see what else. Uh, Jason Momoa, you know, I feel like he was meant to play this role. Seems like he has a lot of fun with it. Like, he just knows how ridiculous it is. So he's just like, fuck it, I don't care. Like, I'm just going to just gonna do this up like get a lot matter. of pussy after this <laughs> well he's married so <laughs> i don't Still think he's gonna get anything irrelevant uh uh let me see i have some other notes about aquaman uh so in the beginning of this film i decided to play a little game my favorite lines in aquaman wait you so I wrote these down <laughs> while I was watching them. Oh, you know what? I meant to do that too, and I. Ne- but I'm at Alamo. But, but I got I got bored after five minutes, so I stopped. Um, oh. I'm gonna start off with one of my favorite ones because I was just like, "This is fucking weird." Um, <laughs> he's like, "This is Black Manta talking to the captain." Oh, sorry. I'm the <clears throat> voice. Hold up. <clears throat> Let me get a drink of beer real quick. Okay. Voice. Let's hear your your voice. I'll make you a deal. I won't tell you how to captain if you don't tell me how to pirate. Pulls out sword, stabs the captain. <laughs> Fucking great line. Yeah. How did he not break? Uh, another great one I think we've all heard in the trailers. Uh, Aquaman swoops in and breaks into the sub. Does a look back. Permission to come aboard. Yeah, yeah. Great line. Uh, uh, redhead. That was another one. Uh, redheads, okay. right? That was a good one. Uh uh, this is my favorite one because it was so like cheesy because I didn't think they're actually going to put the effort in all of it. Uh, so this is uh, the, the the king. I forgot the other king's name. What's the other king's name? There's Patrick Wilson and there's the other king. All right. Well, they're sitting there talking about politics. And he's just like, after uniting the seven kingdoms, you'll be given the title Ocean Master. Cue dramatic music. <laughs> when that shit fucking happened, I was just like, no. They they, it's almost, I, I just can't it's tell like, if they're I'm being a, serious. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't yeah. know if they're fucking with me or not. So, uh, that's some of my favorite lines. I got bored after a while, so I stopped playing the game. But there's a lot more. Trust me. They're out there. There's, there's a lot of times where I wanted to pull my phone out to remember something to talk about, but I'm at Alamo and I don't want to get kicked out. Uh, I have another great moment from the beginning of the film where uh, Black Manta and Aquaman are, f- before they meet, uh, Black Manta, uh, I guess it's like a family business, like him and his dad are like, like robbing and scavenging the seas for shit. So I, I have other I have other stuff called questionable moments in Aquaman. Uh Black Manta having a touchy uh, familial moment on the sub his crew is robbing. Like, bitch, this is not the time for that. Yeah. When his dad was just sitting there like, they're robbing the boat and they're like, they stop everything they're doing to have a conversation. It's just like, this is a great moment for all of us. He's like, I want you to have this knife. And his, and like, Wouldn't it have like, been better like, if he gave it to him before they went Yeah, to exactly, right? He could have used it. Oh, yeah, he could have used it. On top of that, he's like, the five minutes you wasted talking, that's when Aquaman came. So you could have probably been out of there by, by now, but you decided to have that weird moment. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, you, you missed a really good uh, quote. Did I? Which one? My brothers come from the surface to challenge me for the throne. I call it an ass whooping. Dude, who wrote this shit? Uh, uh, I'm sure several people wrote this shit. Another questionable moment. Do you guys know when this takes place in the DC universe? Because I was very confused. I thought this was a prequel. Well, it comes after um, they defeat Steppenwolf. Okay, I didn't know they that. they about it. All right, yeah, yeah, they mentioned it. That's why I got confused. I thought it was like a prequel to Yeah, we, we didn't get any like of the world realizing there's an Aquaman. Uh, 
We don't get any of the world in general. <laughs> and then I got, and then I got another weird moment. We get generic uh, Asian scientists trying to ex- explain to somebody there's creatures that nobody believes in. Oh yeah, yeah. The the news report isn't yeah. that what's his face from uh, Fresh Off what, the Boat? Fresh, yeah, he's, he's a scientist, but yeah. he's on a news. Yeah, channel. yeah. And I have another one weird question. Uh, why does Aquaman like so? So Aquaman can believe in Atlantis, but he has a problem believing in mystical tridents that can save the world. Why does his logic? Yeah, like it's just like why did your logic really stop there? Like it's like where is any of the lines drawn in this movie? Because he's just like, that's not real. I'm like, you're a talking fish man, like, like, bitch, like I don't. That's actually more believable than you. Yeah, like the trident makes way more sense. Yeah, I feel like we can find that in our world. Yeah, right. And he's just like, that's not real. I'm like, what? That's just a piece of metal somebody made. Yeah, like I don't understand what his logic was. Anyway. I stopped playing that game because I got very bored of the movie. And I don't know if you guys could tell with my review is that there's nothing really about the movie, just about the weird things in it. I I don't want to say anything bad about it because this movie is just fantastically generic. It's like I would it's say the most it, it it's kind of crazy at times. Like it goes it takes a little bit more risk than the other DC movies. Not necessarily in a of a smart way, but like it's more bonkers. Um but yeah, like what I would say though is this movie is um one of the best worst movies of the year for me. It's, it's not it's not good. It's um, not offensive. But you could you can have fun laughing at it and all right, now I might be offending people here who are DC fans. Um but this is my honest opinion. I'm going to continue to offend you in this statement. <laughs> but if you are an adult and you watch this in a serious tone, then there's something wrong with you. I think you got you got to be self aware with the movie to have a good time. For me, like I, I just don't think, I just don't see it. Like this I is just, a children's movie. Yeah, I mean, like it hits these emotional beats when necessary. I guess like it not, does not really. It does it because it it it's like it's very formula. Like I've seen this movie twenty different thousand times. Like yeah, I've so seen it. This is like the our, variations okay. in every form. I just don't care. That's what it's so sad to say that, but it's just like and you know what's sad. But this is the first time we get to see an Aquaman, and we get to see see a, another superhero in the DC like mainline franchise, who's like kind of a person of color. What what is he? Is he a uh, He's, what, what is his nationality? Yeah, I, I think so. Um, yeah, he's a fucking know. jacked white guy. Let's not, let's not kid ourselves. You know, well, you know, it's just it's uh, you know, it's just like it's kind of like oh, you should care a little bit, but then just just I just don't, I just don't. The problem is they've they've failed to revive their their uh, reputation against Marvel. Um, they they could have made this any movie. They could have done some crazy things. They could have went to Thor Ragnarok like type of. Uh, I think they transformation. tried. <laughs> I think they tried in terms of the humor, well, but the humor the obviously humor, oh wasn't there. Oh my god, there. was not there. Um, what else was I gonna say? Um, um, I had something else I was gonna say. I don't have any other notes. That was honestly my whole time spent with the movie. It was playing that game, and then I got very bored. Uh, I would say the one positive note is uh, the actors being professional right doing uh, their job that's actually reminded me of what i was gonna say if you take the actors out of this movie which there are some incredible actors and it's incredible Nicole kidman man she was like it was just like what are you doing here yeah there's there are just some, <laughs> like, of, the, some of the best actors in in hollywood in this movie um 
We all know you don't need a paycheck. Yeah, let's. What are you doing? Just you fucking for your kids or something? I don't know. Uh, but if you take them out of this and put in bad actors, this is our generation's battlefield Earth. Oh, it's interesting. <laughs> That's, this movie, if we had, if the if the lines were delivered very poorly, yeah, and and just cringeworthy, <laughs> which you know they're they're cringeworthy lines. Thanks for reminding me of Battlefield Old and how great it is. I honestly think that would be. Our generation's Battlefield Earth. It's not as jarring. Battlefield Earth is very jarring. It's trying this to like movie's fit kinda in. Jarring, but it's not as bad in yeah, terms of like pacing, I guess. Like Wait, speaking know? of Battlefield Earth, I don't know who the actor is in the beginning. The father. I don't remember his name. I don't remember him either. But doesn't he look like John Cusack and John Travolta mixed? Oh yeah, he kinda <laughs> does, doesn't he? It's <laughs> like a fucking <laughs> fusion between the two. <laughs> All right. Uh, I don't have much to say about this movie besides it is what it is. I'm actually surprised it's so highly rated because I'm I, not. I personally don't believe it's a good movie, but oh. I think if if DC is just too annoyingly dreary for you, this movie is better. Yeah, but it's just it's a cartoon. This movie it's it's insane. Uh, there was a there was a cool part with the uh, like I mentioned last week, that was a cool scene where the with the with the weird uh, guppies that were eating people. Oh, yeah. I like that part. I thought that was interesting stylistically how there's it was shot. Oh, some okay action scenes in here. Yeah, but. it was. Yeah, it's like like I said, it's like so. I hate to say generic, but it is like it's just like so paint by numbers, and just, it's like I just don't care enough to really like actually take this movie seriously. My, my problem After with seeing, what, after we experienced Spider-Verse last week, which yeah. was, like, really well done and did That's something different. That's what I'm different. saying. Like, what I'm saying is, I don't know, I don't understand the thought process of not innovating. You have all the money at your fingertips, and you already know that innovating will still get people in the seats. Dark Knight fucking inc- sold an incredible amount of tickets. Spider-Verse... Something new, refreshing we haven't really seen before. I bet you it outsold it Aquaman. Yeah. Um, but you can do these things, and and then your movie holds up for years to come, and you still get the sales. I don't understand. This yeah. is just lazy. Just like let's get it out. Let's just let's just get asses in the seat real quick. I don't know. I don't. I don't know the thought process behind it. I just I, and I really don't care. I mean, at this point, uh, DC has no longer... Th- they really don't have my interest in films, and I and I can't really take them seriously with any of the things they release. I would say I would say the only thing... I feel like everyone really did try to make this somewhat... Like, all the actors involved. I'd say that's the only good thing. Like, everyone probably worked really hard on this and tried to make it a good movie, but at the end of the day, it just doesn't do anything for me. I've never watched a movie, and I got bored halfway through like that. I was just like, "Fuck, man!" Like, Sean, just like twenty things um, happen. Awfully quiet over there. No, I'm just in taking uh, what you guys are talking all this shit <laughs> about this movie. But uh, yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'll say a couple things I do like. Um, I think that a lot of people had fun with this movie. That where I kind of felt their fun. Like you talk about J.C. Moe, he's just like having like a good time, just being in the movie and just being. He's not really acting. He's just like saying lines that they told him to say. And, like, he's just having fun just doing it. Yeah, you can appreciate that, yeah. I do like the fighting choreography in this movie. Um, It's something different I haven't seen. It's, like, a different style to it that I haven't seen in, like, comic book movies. Especially in the first one with uh, Nicole Kidman. That was pretty cool. Um, The camera work was good, too, in that scene. Uh, I feel like they had a lot of fun in, like, the art direction and the animation. Um, But I think that's pretty much it, though, that... 
there's a lot of cheesy lines, of course, and it almost seemed like it's on the borderline of being self-aware, but then you're like, no, DC's not self-aware. They don't do that stuff. Mm-hmm. That's that's a Marvel thing. You know what my, my best... So me and Sean saw it at Alamo Draft House because it was playing at the theater where I, I talked about my rage with Creed 2. Um, I just... I kind of had a revelation. I just can't experience that anymore. It's just going to make me too much of an angry person. So I'm glad you're I, really just And the reason I don't go to Alamo is because every time I go, I'm tempted to get the truffle parmesan popcorn and the bottomless gourmet cane Ooh. sugar soda. Oh, yeah, the cane sugar soda and, is so and, good. And that's the thing. I don't want to spend the extra money. When I go to Court Street, I'm like in and out like it's a fucking CVS of movie theaters. Um, but it, I, what, I, what I did enjoy about this one, uh, Alamo Draft House has a particular audience that are probably more on the lines of how I feel about movies. So all the corny ass jokes, nobody laughed and all the, the cringe worthy parts that you're not supposed to laugh at, uh, people laughed at. So yeah. it was like, I was on par with the audience. Yeah. There, there's a weird, weird thing about this movie to where like, uh, there, uh, for example, I'm not going to give anything away too big, but there's a scene in the end where one of the characters, Patrick Wilson, his character just, instantly cracks and like every everything goes out the window like his whole character does like this weird 180 and it doesn't make any fucking sense and uh we've seen this before in like the other dc films like the the batman superman is when you write yourself into a wall or a corner and you're like shit uh, because the they, studio wants this right, character they to want like, to use him for something else so yeah. they have to like change his perspective but it's done so amateur hour yeah because like all right imagine if all right you know black panther i think is a great example of a movie that came out this year a superhero movie that had an interesting villain not to say the ocean master is interesting is that his name i don't fucking care ocean master I, yeah uh <laughs> ocean master bill i don't know <laughs> uh but you know with killmonger where you know he he died by his beliefs like he did not change he was like this is who i am to the fucking bitter end. You can appreciate that because it, it makes sense for his character. You know, in the end, it's just like when you have these villains that just like, oh, I see. Oh, this is different. Black Panther, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. what the fuck are you talking about? Like, how how can you be so fickle? Like, <laughs> you seem so diehard like 10 seconds ago. Yeah. So I did like some of the visuals. Um, I won't lie. I did like some, especially the uh, a lot of stuff in the end where they're in the water. Um, there's a lot of lights. It's like a light show in yeah. water that looked pretty good to I me. Think, I think that's why... Uh, I would say like the uh, the the best part is that like use of color for yeah. every character, mm-hmm. uh, specifically uh, you know like everyone's armor had just had this weird like glean to it. I don't know, it just looked like something that would be in the ocean. Yeah. So visually, I would say that's another interesting fact. They they use CGI for most of it, but I think how they did it right for this what, world that's what I meant made they're having sense. fun with it. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense how the way visually it looked. Mm-hmm. You know, like so I, I would say that's another good point for this movie. Um, I think Atlanta is it Atlantis or Atlanta? Atlanta. Atlanta? Atlantis. <laughs> no, who's Atlanta in the movie? Uh, uh, the mom. The mom. Okay. So yeah, Atlantis. Uh, didn't like the look of it. It reminds me of like Shark Tale or some shit, or like Finding Nemo. Yeah. But um, and it seems super small, like the way they showed it in film. Um, and but this movie is constantly being bogged down by like elementary humor, especially from um Aquaman's character. There's a scene uh in the beginning where. Uh, I don't, give a care, I don't care if we spoil it, but it's just a scene where he's in the bar drinking with his dad, and like these biker guys come, comes up to him, and it 
builds it to, uh, to he's about to have a fight, but they just want to have a selfie with him. Yeah. And the basis of that joke is pretty lame. And also, like, there's physical humor because, like, the, the one biker guy has a pink cell phone. Like, dude, it's so horny yeah. and, like, very elementary. It's not smart writing at all. Yeah. There's one scene where I was, I almost lost it. I was like, I can't believe this is happening right now. Was, there's, like, a montage of them in Italy, and there's just people. Oh, yeah. With the music. Dude. Dude, I was like, I was oh, yeah. like, what that, the? That's f- bad. But I think fuck is happening. I think the scene before that is the worst <laughs> montage in in any comic Wait, book which history. Montage was that? The, the uh, black man, he's oh, building this. Oh, he's. Lame. I think I'm gonna need a bigger helmet. Dude, that was the worst. Well, first of all, why do we need this scene? Uh, it's t- it completely like distracts you from what the character like the character is being sold as. Um, and it seems like he's almost like kind of like a dimwit when he's doing this stuff in the montage. I I find I would say that was an interesting character choice for Aquaman, but it was like kind of because I, I don't want to spoil anything for big diehard Aquaman fans and DC fans out there who are like can't wait to bite into this movie. Uh, but basically, Aquaman lets Black Manta's father die, uh, and, and I think it's an interesting turn for a superhero. Like that's something you don't see superheroes doing. They say ev- any life, and he, and he was just like, "Nah, fuck you." Which I thought was interesting character yeah. choice. Uh, I thought it kind of like it, it follows him a little bit to the movie, you know, in terms of consequence and like, you know, and then it, it boils up in the end of like who he is and who he wants to be. So I think that's I, th- I think there was like these weird like nutshells of ideas that it was like it's like oh this could work this could work we could make this and it's just like but nothing was really followed through and I think it was a lot of just like not even st- I think it was part studio not I don't think they meddled. I just think they're like, he's like, these are the guidelines that we have to abide yeah. by. This is what we have to do. He's like, this is the the testing we've done. Like, it's like this needs to be what we make. And uh, and at the end of the day, they made something which is you know appealing to audiences. I guess. I guess it's doing really well. So good for them. They're probably gonna. We're probably gonna get Aquaman too. I think you could get a better movie from this movie. For someone out there who's like a video editor, who can like take take out all of the slow motion turn back fan blown in here scenes. With the cheesy dialogue that follows it, I think that would be a better movie just to watch in like two minutes, because that's what this fucking movie is. Yeah, just a series of like slow motion head turns with a fan blowing in your fucking you face, me- random me- wind everywhere you in this fucking that? movie. You notice that they must have like eighty fans on set. <laughs> we need another fan. What the fuck are we doing? There, there's Juan? a scene where like Amber Heard and she's like looking at <laughs> Aquaman after like she's like kinda, I guess she's kind of like digging him at this point in the movie, and like she's like <laughs> looking at him. And her hair's just blowing ever so beautifully, f- randomly. And she's a, she's by a fountain. <laughs> what the fuck? It's weird. Uh, there's one part. It was another uh, scene. I forgot to write it down. Uh, questionable things in Aquaman, part two. Uh, so he references Pinocchio at one point in the movie. And then super randomly, this girl walks up yeah, to her. I was thinking about that. In the Rome scene, when they're walking around. Just happens hey, to have it. Happens to have First of all, why is she giving her a fucking book? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Like none of that. A lot of shit that's written in this movie is just written for convenience' sake. Like, why did that little girl give her a book of Pinocchio? I thought she was gonna give her something like related to the fucking story. Was a rose or some shit? I don't know. Or no, she gave bread. her this one's fucking random shit. It wasn't random. It was a throwback to that. Dumb no, that's what we're saying. But so random scenes. They had to tie it, was so it in. Convenient. Um, is, they definitely did not need to tie that in. It, it, all right, you could well, have said that, Pino- that goes back to the writing, like that, that's really <laughs> elementary writing. Totally it, made, it, made, it made no sense for that little girl to give her a book 
of Pinocchio, like someone she doesn't even know. And he goes, "Oh, there's a book." <laughs> <laughs> they really play with that. Think about it. It's kind of it's kind of offensive to like audience, like the the comic book audience, like as a whole, because this movie's not really selling to kids. It's selling to like the comic book audience and people who are like fans of these action stories. But then they have like all this very very cheesy elementary writing and like dialogue to no, where the 100%. audience is like, okay what the fuck and i find it so i find it so compelling because the thing is like i think with comic books for me at least like when i read comic books like yeah there's moments where i know it's like corny and cheesy very much melodramatic you know male fantasy kind of bullshit like you know, some comic books are like that. Some are not. Some are higher art. Some that take themselves a little bit more seriously. Some that are very just self-aware and like, but play with the genre in a really cool way. Like, and it's so weird if you read a lot of comic books. How does this film do anything for you? Being someone like I don't, I, I'll, I'll be the first to admit I don't. I have never read. I, I think I read maybe a few Aquaman comics because he never really appealed to me. And I only read him during his new 52 run, which was like a couple years ago. So, like, that's my experience. So, maybe I just don't get it because I'm not an Aquaman fan. But just, like, as someone who reads comic books, who has a subscription to a fucking comic book app where I read, like, a shit ton of comic books. Like, how is this good writing to you? Like, how is this, like, appealing to you? Other than seeing your, your, your uh, hero on screen, we've already gotten that for, like, 10 years now with Marvel. We've gotten that with, like, with so much other shit. Like, we we have got our fix is like, isn't it now the time to be saying we should be a little bit more selective and ask a little bit more from like these, these people who are selling us this stuff. That's what I was going back to. It's like, like, it's they, they, they clearly, we need a better class of comic book movies. Yeah, I know. But what I'm saying is like, you don't need to make it, Unaccessible and artistic. De- like just Deadpool. make it fucking good and like interesting. Yeah, like all right, perfect example. I know Deadpool is not for everyone, but Deadpool did something different. Right. It, it, it harkened back to what the comic was or the character was, but it was able to do something within its world and made it different and fun for people. Say, to watch. Well, I would say if you're not going the comedy route, the Dark Knight. The Dark it's Knight. Like, it's like yeah, it's a it's a more grounded story. Dark. I mean, we could talk about Dark Knight Returns. Uh, I don't know you about mean that the one. Dark Knight Rises. Oh, Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, sorry. That movie is still a hell of a. Feat. Oh, hell of a lot better than most and things that come out. Yeah, it's better than most comic book movies. Yeah, regardless. It's just the problem with it. You're comparing it to. Um, Dark Knight and Dark Knight was like lightning in a bottle, I guess. But yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know. I feel like we 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 deserve a better class of like comic book characters or comic book movies. And I think you can try to pull it off. You can experiment, but you know, as comic book fans and people who read it, I think you know, watching this shit should be in some at times kind of like offensive or boring. Like, you know, like I've you know the the Marvel trailer for the new fucking Avengers came out, Endgame, and I'm like, did it? Yeah, I don't I didn't see it. care. I, I saw just, the Captain Marvel one. But. Dude, I've just I just really don't care anymore. Before I used to be at least excited to watch some of these movies. Like the new Spider Man that comes out, hundred percent I will always watch Spider Man movies. I'm just a huge Spider Man fan. But mm-hmm. like everything else I just don't give a shit. Yeah, they they cram that shit, man. It's it's, it's like it and it you know, it goes it? back to like there was this uh, argument from like Bill Maher where he used Stan Lee's death as a reason to say that like Comic books are invoking this fucking awful poison in the industry. Um, maybe not the best time to do it, but he's Bill Maher, you know, and he just fucking, does a lot of crazy shit. Yeah, but I agree with the sentiment that like, like these people. I swear to God, I 
I truly believe in my heart that half of them who pretend that they're big comic book fans didn't read comics before these movies were made. No, they didn't. It really introduced it's, them to the world of comics. And it's like they're, they're like, oh shit, everyone around me is nostalgic about, uh, about these heroes. But oh, if I you, will be too. But the thing is, a lot of these people who... Like, I have a comic book collection. Like, if you go to my... I have a fucking... I have, like... Right. De- I'm dedicated. Like, not dedicated, but I'm a... You know, there's a certain level of obsession or just, like, interest in it. But even you can see what's I, going on. Exactly. Yeah. And I think if you read... If you hang out with more people who are, like, true, true, like, fans, like, really just, like, in the industry and just don't read superhero comics, who read other things outside of superhero comics, they will most likely agree with a lot of what we say in terms of, like, what they like in a film. Like, you can tell when something is just, like, pandering. You know, uh, I think I think comic book fans are people who are just like uh, fan like fan people, just in terms of like their obsession right. with something. I think they are some of the harshest critics. And what and what the problem here I see with the comic books is, I'm not saying comic books can't also be successful movies, but somehow they, I don't know what's going on, but they've spun it to where um, comic books have become the reason that you recognize a need to go see a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like people they don't they they're not gonna admit this themselves, but I truly believe that like the reason people don't go out and see these movies like they used to. You remember when people used to be like, "Oh, that dude's in that movie." Yeah, it's an action movie that I knew nothing about. It's not a story I'm familiar with. I'm going to fucking see that because it looks good. I like that actor. Yeah, I know he's a good actor. Yeah, people don't do that anymore. They just like um, and and I think it's because they've been trained to attach themselves to a franchise now and and they when they see something that they don't recognize it's not important to them anymore yeah so exactly it, and i think that's what the comic book uh movies are doing to the industry yeah. it's like there's so many incredible movies out there that will f- affect you more like in the long run if you let them you know yeah if you if you just embrace them like the, the old days you know when the top billing movies were original stories yeah now they're like 10% are original, 90% are fucking franchises that we've seen before. Yeah, it's very frustrating. I think I think what these last two years of doing this show made me realize, oh my God, we've been doing this show for almost two years, guys, uh, is that, uh, you know, I'm not surprised anymore when I see like a high rating for a movie and I don't like it. I'm just like, I'm just like, okay, you know, the general consensus like is going to be different from well, mine. Usually the critics I, are supposed to be the the, I don't know. The critic, yeah, I'm just supposed to be critical. You're supposed to like have like some like you know they're supposed to be the, I don't know, the, the I, voices. Of. Sometimes I I struggle with with us doing comic book movies on the show because I mean like, I know how I'm gonna feel about it. it it's a right. weird thing is because I can see a trailer, I can see something like that, that doesn't interest me, and if I go into the movie not interested, but then again I've been surprised other ways like with right. Predator. Like weirdly enough, I wasn't really that interested. The Predator was a a the weird idea of it was eye rolling, but man, was it stupid fun! It was like, yeah, it was stupid um, fun. I think it was done well. I think yeah, it, was it was done, done well. well, better than this film. Yes, um, but I've also I feel like someone somewhere along the journey here has accused us of hypocrisy. Um, might not be a listener; might just be someone we know. Can't can't really think, but um, essentially, <laughs> what what we're doing is like. Oh, I'm talking shit. Comic book movies are killing. Why don't support them? They're killing the industry. I'm talking all this shit, and then we fucking go and watch it for the podcast. Uh, but what I, I will say, I don't believe that's 
um, hypocritical because I want I encourage you that people who who watch these movies more and then avoid the other movies are able to listen to our insight on this and understand why we we think they're not good. Yeah, it's compared like to other movies, so we're not we're not defaulting to shit because Avengers. I'm done with the Avengers. Still gave Infinity War four stars because of how well done it, it was. It was a well done movie. Right. So we're you're going to get our honest not, opinion it's here. Yeah. Com- it's not about the comic book. It's more or less about how the film is done. You know, it's how the way, how it works as a movie, as a film, the story, the characters, the film, like it's everything. There's like so much elements that go into it. For sure. And I just, uh, as of right now, I just, yeah, my, my review must have, it was basically a joke. Like, I'm going to be honest, like. But that's how I right. feel about it. I was bored. Yeah. I wasn't excited. I mean, and don't get me wrong, though. I can see people really getting a kick out of this. And there's going to be a lot of, of people course, who are going to yeah. fucking go watch this. And it, you know what? It's competently done. Like, it, it is... I mean, I think it's way too long. Two hours? <laughs> way too long, dude. A, two dude. and a half. Yeah, like... I'm, and d- they went to the fucking Jurassic Park at one point. Jesus Christ. Like, <laughs> was like... Dude, I was like, are you fucking kidding me, dude? <laughs> I was like, they sure it's happy. Like, nudge me. She's like, what the fuck is this Jurassic Park? I'm like, I was watching it. I'm like, I saw a pterodactyl. Are you fucking kidding yeah, me? They're really trying to pull at our heartstrings. I'm like, dude, they're really going for it, huh? They went for the it's gold just that in this we one. Would, if they put more effort into these comic book movies to make them, I don't know if it's more. I don't know if it's effort. It's just maybe it is. Who knows? But I just but don't. There would care. be less of them. We get just, less fatigued. I think. I think we should just get a break for now. I think I would love two, three years of no comic book movies. Yeah, it's, it's like how I get. Maybe I'll be really happy if there's two, three years of no Star Wars movie, even though I love Star Wars. Mm-hmm. I'll be happy because guess what? It's not. I'm not being like forced. Right. I'm not like. They're not Remember when uh, the throat. only comic book uh, movies that would come out were like every four years there would be like an X Men or Spider Man movie, and yeah, that was it. That was yeah. great. Remember yeah. those good. Those good old days. Or a Batman. Every ten years would be yeah. a Batman, a Batman movie. Much, yeah. <laughs> That's all we need. Every ten years. All right. In the nineties, there was actually a lot of Batman movies. If you think about it, yeah, yeah, there was. There was, and that's when the. I think that's why they slowed down. They stopped. They came to a halt for many years. Yeah, because they're like, shit, man, this is we're losing they money. Were, they were pumping out those TV shows. And then like, Nolan. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty Warner sure. Brothers. Joel Schumacher really, really uh, said it himself during I think the uh, uh, one of the uh, commentaries for like I think the one with Batman George Clooney. Robin. Yeah, where he's just like, I think they're. He's like, I think we're. He's like, we're just trying to sell toys, or like, I think it's basically what he said. It's yeah. just like, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm like, fuck. in the nineties, the uh, big like, part Jesus. of like a uh, movie industry or a comic book uh, industry was the toys. That Selling, yeah, they were gonna sell the toys because that's why they God. he always changed costumes. If he noticed it, and then on top of that, the product placement was so disgusting in the movies. The com- yeah. the product placement was so apparently there and gross. It was like. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? It exists in Jurassic Park. Oh, yeah, that's, that's why I fucking hate it. Yeah. I, I just um, despise it. Speaking of Batman, the old Batmans, I don't know, if you don't live near an Alamo draft house, you're kind of missing out, but it's such a, a great theater. They do these, like, things. Uh, as you know, I'm a pretty firm believer in not talking in fucking movie theaters. Uh, but they, they pulled that uh, before the movie. You know how some people say, oh, don't talk during the movie and turn your cell phones off. Um, Alamo likes to do like little snippets from movies when Mr. Freeze, Arnold, when he played him. Yeah. What was he watching his family or something in the movie on like those monitors? Which one? Like Mr. Freeze, wasn't he watching in one of the movies? He was like in the movie he was in the Batman one. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Freeze. He was watching something on a monitor. I think he was watching his wife. Yeah. Right. Cryogenic. Right. Exactly. 
And uh, someone comes in and interrupts him. He's like, I hate when people talk during the movie. <laughs> and uh, and then he freezes him and kills him. Um, and then, like, Alamo's like, don't talk during the movie or we'll put you on ice. Like, I like shit like that. It's funny. Because I will fucking kill you if you talk uh, in the movie. <laughs> I like how pretentious we are. I was looking through yeah. some letterbox reviews and everyone's just, like, giving it instant one stars. Like, just talking mad shit. Which one? Aquaman? Aquaman. I was just like... It's like, man, we all know this shit ain't for us. <laughs> like, yeah, we're still here. Yeah, it. like you're still here just talking shit about we're, it. We're like the 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 dimly lit fire that just refuses to go out. Please just hear us out. These movies are not good. Yeah, like we all know no one's going to hear us. Yeah. Like It's just like we're all agreeing with each other. So I don't know why we're writing know. these I reviews. Hope, I hope some people <laughs> who like these movies do listen to our show and they will they will get some sort of insight out of out of these conversations. But on that note, Let's give the bread and butter. You guys yeah. want to rate it? Yeah, what do you give it, Tom? <sighs> I can't give it any more than the two. Yeah, I'm feeling the same it's way. It's just, I don't think it's that entertaining. It's, it's. I think it's pl- like passable. Like it does yeah. what it needs to do. It tells a story. It's not like confusing like Dawn of Justice or the League of Justice or whatever the fuck it's called. Uh, yeah, but it just doesn't, does not. Um, I think it's, I think in a way, I think. DC's heading in the right path, like slowly but surely. They're getting there. But it's just like I don't care anymore. <laughs> like you, I really you don't. blew your shot. Yeah, you blew your shot. It's like it's like someone you went on a date with, but they're still trying, like, hey, but I can be better. And like they're just no. they're going so slow, man. It's just like it you know, like if you would have done this maybe like in the beginning, maybe we could have worked things out. It's too late. I've moved on. I moved on. Uh so what are you two? Two stars? Uh, I guess so. Sean, what about you? Uh, I'm going to give it a two, I guess. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> it's such a bonkers movie that like, I don't I don't know. Here, have two, I guess. Like, have right. two. You know what? It's like, that's what I'm, but it's not horrible. I've seen worse. I've but you know what? Seen... You'll never see in your life again. No, probably not. So think about it in nostalgia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Remember <laughs> one time you went to see Aquaman? <laughs> yeah, I was I was alive for that. Telling your kids that was crazy. <laughs> it's a crazy time for all of us. Yeah, these these are the kind of movies that were in theaters back then. <laughs> <laughs> really? Wow, that's crazy. I would Dad. be like, I'd be like, that's what happened before the fall. <laughs> that's, <laughs> no like when, that's like when when people are like, yeah, when I used to go to the movies, it was just war propaganda films with no audio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is how crazy it's gonna sound to them in the future. <laughs> They're going to movie theaters with VR headsets and shit. Oh shit! All right, uh, let's, home. let's pick. Let's pick them. Yeah, that, that too. You guys want to pick a movie for uh, next week? Let me get out of twenty nine. We all know what we're watching. What are we watching? Vice. Oh um, yeah. Comes out Christmas Day. There's a bunch of movies that come out Christmas Day. Oh yeah, I might go to the movies on Christmas. To be honest, sounds like a good time. I mean, those people are working anyway. I might as well yeah. have something to do. Vice looks good. I'll probably I'll probably check out uh, Holmes and Watson. Mm. Um. What else is there? I'm not checking huh. out. I honestly think Vice might be the one, the the big one to talk about. We got Christian Bale coming back. I heard he's getting a lot of heat. That movie, like good heat, bad heat. Uh, really? Yeah. Like it's not good. No, it's mediocre. From Ooh, what I read, scary, so. we'll scary see. stuff. Don't tell me that. You've already fucking morphed my expectations. Hey, this is just online, man. It's also Bumblebee that came out, but we're not going to watch that. And there's Welcome to Marwin if you guys care to check that out, but I, I think yeah, Vice okay. is the, the big one. 
Yeah, it's the big. It's probably one we probably should see Plus, before we do our top ten or whatever. Yeah, yeah but um, ooh, if are you guys? Do you know? Did we do our top ten at the end of the year? Or did we do it around the Oscars? I have no idea. Maybe the Oscars we did our predictions. I don't know. And then our idea. payoffs. The year has just went by. I feel like we just did that. All right. Well, I'll look it up, but we might have to do our top tens, which is crazy because I don't think I'm ready. I don't think I'm ready. Might have to like find out what I missed that went to Amazon and Netflix and get those knocked out this week. Yeah. Uh, all right. We'll, we'll watch Vice starring uh, Christian Bale. Fucking. <laughs> oh, my God. Can't wait for George W. Well, who who else is in that? That's all I care about. <laughs> Christian Bale and um, Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell yeah, Sam, I'm just I just want Sam Rockwell as George W. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, uh, I'm actually more interested in seeing him as George W. than I am of seeing Dick Cheney. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's. I feel like he plays a good uh, George who played w. w. Oh, Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Who played him in that movie with the weed? With the weed. Harold and Kumar? Harold and Kumar, yeah. Oh, I don't know who Since George that Bush is in there. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're smoking weed with him. With the weed. What the fuck are you eating? <laughs> All right. You guys want to do our topic? Go yeah. All right. This is going to be a weird one. Um, there's some obvious picks, but I'm going for obscure. I won't lie to you. I, I did kind of hear it from someone else. Um. But this, but this particular topic was inspired by a Facebook post I saw. And there's also articles on the internet about it. But I saw a Facebook post of somebody I know. I'm going to give them a shout out um, just for good measure. Well, I'm saying, like, I don't want to rip their fucking Facebook post and claim it as our idea. Uh, but she, she was like, hey, everyone, what's your favorite Christmas adjacent movies? Um, and that's Elena. Shoot, that's a, a friend of mine that I've known in high school and whatnot. So shout outs to her. Uh, Christmas adjacent movies, if you weren't listening in the beginning, because you skipped because of all of our banter. It's basically Christmas movies that aren't about Christmas. Um, and there's some obvious ones we'll list later, but uh, essentially... So it's, it's Christmas propaganda. Yeah, yeah. it's like Christmas is a product. Christmas. It's like Christmas is a product placement. In yeah, it's the in the background, but yeah. it's not really about Christmas yeah, at it's all. Not, it's not about Christmas. It's not trying to save Christmas or, or things like that, like like certain things. It's Santa just movies. it's telling you what time of year it is. That's it. Right. Uh, do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? Do you want Sean to go first? I'll knock mine out real quick. This is an interesting one. I didn't realize it until I remembered this movie. Um... There's a little movie called Tangerine from Sean Baker. Oh, yeah. Now, the reason why I like this pick so much is because, first of all, it's Christmas, right? Duh. But it's in Los Angeles. So, obviously, it's not fucking snowing. It's not. It doesn't look like Christmas in Los Angeles. Um, But what's going on on Christmas, which is supposed to be a time for family, for... Uh, you know, traditions, uh, caring, sharing, but not prostitution. And not a uh, transgender prostitution either. These are not values <laughs> that go well with Christmas. Apparently not. But I mean, these, it could go for most But these people. hookers, these transgender hookers have obviously been alienated so far outside the 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 norms of, of society where they're, you know, they're not just fucking... 
celebrating Christmas at home with their family. So what are they doing on Christmas, you know? And this movie kind of sheds some light on the day in the life, a day in the life of a transgendered prostitute roaming the streets of Los Angeles. Um, Cindy? I can't remember. Fuck, what was her name? I'm like, it's going to kill me now. I don't know. But I just think that's crazy to me, though, to even, like, think to put that movie on the uh, the cusp of Christmas. <laughs> there. I forgot about it. Was, I forgot it took place during Christmas. Yeah. When you mentioned it, it hit me. I'm like, oh shit, yeah, that's a re- that's really because yeah, it's like Cindy. it's in the background and it, it actually helps. It actually pushes the story along right. too it, in a it, weird way. It, it adds more moral context to the story yeah, because context conflict it adds really a lot of layers. There's a taxi driver in the movie who's you know yeah. spending time with his family on Christmas, but, but then also his story coincides with these hookers. Uh, yeah, their journey or their their yes. day basically and. And man, what a, what an interesting perspective! While you're fucking sipping eggnog, watching a Christmas story, uh, these people have different agendas. Yeah, true that. So um, I wanted to pick something not obvious. I was right, Cindy. Yeah, yeah Cindy. Yeah. Uh, I have. I feel like this one is perfect because we were just talking about comic book movies. Uh, mine's Batman Returns. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this, this is one. Yeah, I feel like this is. I feel like every time I watch that movie, it's like, yeah, it just hits right that that Christmas. Time. I mean, obviously it's in the background, but I feel like it ultimately adds this like nice background dressing for Tim Burton's crazy fucked up mind. Previous to this, he did Nightmare Before Christmas, which was like another. I guess you can say. I mean, Christmas was the main focus of that movie, but it was this, this weird gothic horror, just like or like not really horror film, but just how the way it's like everything was dressed up and then has this like weird layer of like snow and Christmas and like all these like flashing lights that just did so well with like the production design. Nicole Kidman. Yeah, Nicole Kidman was in that. that. Yeah, completely forgot. Uh, No, she was in the other one. She was in Batman uh, Forever. She wasn't in this one? No, she wasn't in this one. Oh. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer was Catwoman in this and then I'm trying to remember who else was in this. Are you sure it was Nicole Kidman? She was in one of them. I think she was in Forever with Val Kilmer. Okay. Yeah. Kiss by Rose. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, but I think even though it doesn't really add much context to the story, I mean, it does kind of too because the penguin and his story about being abandoned and like finding a place and like how that drove him to kind of insanity as well. And like, I don't know, I feel like uh, even though it's not on the forefront, I think it really helps with just the window dressing of the film. And I think it helps it a lot because Batman, the original with Tim Burton, I feel like. That one was like a step forward in those films. Like it really cemented like maybe a darker story arc. But then when he added that that element, that just like that weird gothic, like all the buildings just look very opposing. It really created that world for uh, Batman and like gave us like a visual representation for the first time outside of comic books. Uh, no, Batman Returns, I feel like, yeah, it's a perfect fucking Christmas movie. Watch this shit with your family, man. It's great. Watch Wha- Tangerine with your family. Well, watch watch but... Tangerine with your family, too. Sean, do you have anything? Um, Predator? No. Uh, so two movies come to mind whenever I think about a movie. I was just trying to like cycle through movies that I... Well, since everyone that, went already, why don't you say the obvious ones? That I like <laughs> um, that took place or that was Christmas-esque. So two movies. Um, I rewatched this not too long ago. I think I talked about it in the podcast. Eyes Wide Shut. Okay. Um, takes place during Christmas time. There's a 
Christmas Eve type of party that's going on in the very like famous scene in the movie. Um, and like uh, it takes place in New York, so you get this, you get a good like um, feeling as Tom Cruise is walking around the city and you see all the lights and stuff. Meanwhile, um, yeah. Meanwhile, <laughs> he's trying to like go to like these cult sex parties. <laughs> Nicole Kidman as well. Jeez. Yeah, Nicole Kidman. Jesus, man, I was here. Um, Tom Cruise probably goes to those in real life though, so it wasn't yeah. acting. Mm-hmm. He was just like, well, I got a spot we can film at. They're Sci- pretty cool. Scientology <laughs> sex parties. Um, another one. Uh, this one is a deep cut. Uh, in Bruges. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. So that, that, that there's that. Christmas festivity that's going around uh, in the city. And I love how it comes back the, in the, the story too. They yeah, always mention it's like it's beautiful this time of year. Yeah, <laughs> and there's like people running around like the squares and stuff, and you see the lights in the uh, the streets. That's a good pick. Yeah, um, and obviously the most obvious one I think is Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. We talked about that, but there's, I'm not picking them. No, there's a, there's a more obvious one. I have no idea. What Die Hard. Talking. Oh, didn't think about that at all. Die Hard is the meme on the internet. Die Hard is people like, are saying Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Changed my mind, you know, shit like that. Well, it's it's just. Oh yeah, that's right. He's going to visit his wife for Christmas, Christmas, right? Yeah, Christmas right. Eve. Or going yeah. to get his wife. It just yeah. it has a Christmassy vibe to it, like <coughs> the, uh, the night, you know, yeah. like Christmas Eve. Yeah, I get it. But uh, yeah. What is it? What is the tower? Nakamura Tower. Nakatomi. Nakatomi Tower. Yeah. That's my pick. Yeah. Sweet. sweet. Christmas adjacent films. Pretty pretty cool topic. I think we should short watch, but sweet. I think we should all watch that for Christmas instead of watching. Uh, what was it? The one with fucking James Stewart. It was a Beautiful Life. Let's not watch that shit. It's a Wonderful Life. It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah. Don't, don't watch that shit. I don't watch. That watch Tangerine. Yeah, watch Tangerine so you can get some perspective on Christmas. Yeah. Merry Christmas. There's, o- there's also I'll that suck your dick. <laughs> <laughs> that one horror movie, Black Christmas. Which was that one? The one with the well, they, Santa they, that was killing people. They remade it. No, they remade it. Um, it was about a, it was a slasher film that I think it was from the seventies or eighties, and then remade in like two thousand three or some shit like that. Isn't that the movie where it's just like the calls coming from inside the house? Well, that's a different one. Isn't that one? Uh, strain. Don't hang up on strangers. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> <laughs> Don't hang up on strangers. That can't be a title. That can't be a fucking title. When a stranger calls. When a stranger calls. <laughs> Don't be a stranger. No, he said, Don't hang Don't up on a stranger. <laughs> That's obscure. Well, fuck. I just mixed two. There's a movie called Don't Hang Up that came out last yeah, uh, year. No. And then there's. Don't be a stranger. Don't be a stranger. Don't be a stranger to South Central. Movie that nobody can remember the name. <laughs> Don't be a menace. Don't be a stranger. To hanging up on South Central, they're all the same. Yeah, cool, cool. So, uh, I hope everybody's enjoying Christmas at, as we speak. Yeah. Hopefully, there's um no uh, terrorism that's going on. Wow, you really went there, huh? Usually, there's a lot of terrorist attacks on Christmas. Christmas? Time. <laughs> yeah. The fuck, are you talking about? I don't know. Nakatomi <laughs> Plaza. You're right. Yeah. Hey, um, that's definitely terrorism. So. I feel like. Do you think uh, weed legal states? Anybody leaves weed cookies out for Santa? Yeah, uh, I do. I have a question about Christmas. <laughs> okay. I don't know if my parents. Do you, Do you think my parents would have? <sighs> this just doesn't seem possible. But seems like you're going through. There's a reason why I took too long to not believe in Santa. One reason is because I swear I saw him, and my. <laughs> And people are like, oh, dude, that was your dad dressed up. I'm like, dude, my dad would not fucking do that. My dad would not be caught dead wearing a Santa costume. I guarantee it. But I swear I woke up and, like, peeked 
and like my my you know what my it was? eyes were vi- blurry because I was tired. You know was what it in the was? middle of the night. And my mom was pointing at me. Yeah, that's him right there. And Sam was like, "Oh, he's a good-looking boy." I was like, what? First of all, well, well, Sam say you were good And then Sam well. and your mom went to well. the room together. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that your parents... Well, I don't know if that was doing daddy. Some weird, I'm pretty sure your parents are just doing some weird role-play shit, dude. No, I just can't, I can't see it. I just can't see you it. You can't see your parents role-playing? I mean, they're, they're nah, adults? Not my dad is Santa, no. <laughs> um, but also, I remember <laughs> sprinkling reindeer food out in the, lo- the front yard. And I went to check the next morning. That shit was gone, man. I remembered like places where I put it, like crumbs. Yeah, your mom swept it up in the grass, <laughs> or fucking squirrels ate it. <laughs> the gr- all birds, I don't know. It was probably birds. See your parents sprinkled in twelve hours. They all ate, in they twelve ate hours. Ain't like this shit was like thirty time. minutes. <laughs> dude, you live. You were from Florida. There's creatures everywhere. Yeah, dude, there's creatures everywhere eating shit. I'm not buying it, dude. I'm not buying any of that. I would just want to know if my mom went out there and like vacuum the grass or Probably. something. <laughs> I just don't see it. All right. You don't believe in ghosts, but... This is where you draw lines. You oh. and Jason Moore have a lot in common, dude. You guys draw lines at the weirdest spots. Well, ghosts, ghosts are probably... Santa Claus has a bigger chance of being real than ghosts. <laughs> His accomplishments probably aren't real, but anyways. Uh, we got to play a game real quick. Are we go in classic rules again? Yeah, why not? No, I think we should... Get another movie. You can't. Well, you can't. Yeah, you don't earn to be out the game. So you, you have to. No, roll. I could still lose though. Okay. Right. That's right. what I mean. Yeah. I'll I'll risk that. Let's play, Steve. Roll. I got a new dice, so uh, hopefully this brings some good luck to my it's life. Still, still twelve. Yeah. Ten. It's bullshit. Nine. Damn. For me. Clock, I'm screwed. Ooh, these these are high numbers, man. You might want to move those wires to give yourself some better odds. I was like, what movies have you seen? I'm, I'm fucked. I'm, never, I'm not prepared for this. I might win. Oh, oh never mind. And I lost? What the f- That's fuck? crazy. 9, 10, 11. I gotta watch two? So I won. Dude. It's weird. I'm so happy watch, you won. I gotta yeah. watch two movies, and one of them's gonna be a fucking blaxploitation movie. <laughs> okay, so I think I already got a pick for you, because uh, last week, Harvey was trying to cycle through some movies, and he mentioned a movie that reminded me of a movie. And uh, I think oh. I think you uh, might like this film. It's a light-hearted indie flick from the early two thousand, or not early, but like mid two thousands. Shot on sixteen millimeter. No, it's not so upset. Just seems like a thing. I get assigned these movies on only me. No, <laughs> early two thousand sixteen millimeter indie films. <laughs> <laughs> Station agent. So it's actually one of my favorite uh, indie directors at the moment right now. He, this guy, he's done um. Uh, he did 20th Century Women. He did Beginners. Spielberg. Oh, I've seen both. I've seen one of those movies. What else did he do? Let's see here. Um, yeah, I guess this, that's all he did. Um, <laughs> that's <it>? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not very impressive. Uh, Beginners is really good. 20th Century Women is good, too. But a uh, film from 2005 called Thumbsucker. I've heard of Thumbsucker. Okay. Thumbsucker like is it. a very well talked about movie i've not seen yeah it's, it was one of those movies i saw in like early high school and when i was like really getting into to like very low budget movies because i don't like the title thumb sucker i don't like because i hated people who suck their thumb yeah so the movie is about that basically um keanu Reeves is in it uh, it's a very easy to watch movie too so i hope it's short because you know i gotta watch i still gotta watch black dynamite to it, harvey's discretion let's see how long is that because i remember it being very short she said. I'm just kidding. I'll fucking watch it. I watched I watched three oh, movies. Oh, 95 minutes. Sh- oh, that's You know solid. five of those is probably like credits. 
we're in there then. Cool. Yeah. All right. So you got two movies plus your own pick and plus the you know main I'm review. supposed to catch up on for the top ten. You're not catching up shit. I'm, I'm gonna try. I'm off for a week. Good thing you don't have a day job. I do. I do actually kind of, but they're off for the uh, break. Yeah, till Thursday. Um. All right. Here we go. That's it for us. Yeah. Enjoy your holidays, everybody. Yes, enjoy. If you believe in uh, Jesus or whatever you worship. Yeah, yeah. Good um, luck with that. I worship Krampus. Sean, do uh, Hindu people have a Christmas? No, they don't, which doesn't make any fucking sense. Why we celebrate as children? No, but do you guys have your own Christmas? No, there's none of that. No, nothing like there's that? There's no gift given or nothing. Imagine if they had a, a Christmas for each god. I just realized that. Like, the Jews, they have Hanukkah. The um, there's Kwanzaa, and this is all, like, gift exchange. What about uh, Islam? What do they got? Um, they got something, right? They have a lot of shit. I just don't know. If I Google... Uh, they have Is- a lot of holidays. Islamic Christmas. It wouldn't be Christmas because there's no Christ, but... Oh, it's uh, Rabi... What? I don't know. All right, let's wrap this up. I think we're done here. <laughs> yeah, we're we trying to... Why are we pulling right at strings? <laughs> well, All right, guys. It came, it came with a date that I was... Smash that like button if you like what you heard. Rate us five stars on iTunes. Yes, we need those ratings and reviews. Hit us up. Next week you'll get a full full Red Dead Redemption 2 review. A full Red Dead Redemption. Next week, full Red Dead Redemption 2 review. A full review of the entire year in cinema. Slash that like button. Smash that subscribe button. Smash any button you like. Woo! We're out 2018. uh, Vlogger? Yeah. Um, yeah. So look for the top ten next year. Keep in mind, uh, we're gonna like catch up in January and February for a lot of those movies. But as the year ends, we're gonna recap. We have websites. We have a Twitter and Instagram. They're all do the right film podcast. And, well, do the right film dot com is our website. Um, find us on Facebook, Twitter at do the right film. Uh, Instagrams at do the right film underscore podcast. Let us know what you think about the, uh, the topics if you have topic suggestions let us know and uh but most importantly I hope you're all at home by the fireplace with your family and your loved ones enjoying your Christmas <laughs> <laughs> why are you looking at us so intimately you're just like, someone just like whispering these words <laughs> we all know what's really gonna happen it's like you go over to family's house and like 6pm hits and you're like stretching trying to hint to your significant other come on fucking girl uh, at least that's what I do. <laughs> We're learning so much about you, Tom, this episode. You all do that. You fucking know it. I do that for sure. Yes. Well, I cut that shit out quick. I don't even go. <laughs> <laughs> I remove one step. I just yeah. don't make it there. I got in a car accident. I can't come. Can't come. <laughs> that's it for us. Happy holidays. Later. And for you Christians out there, we'll say Merry Christmas so you're not offended. Happy holidays, guys. And what, what else? Do you we need to catch. Food?